Hi, and welcome to the Delivery Manager Daily Podcast, where I, your host, Mario De Cristofano, will talk to you about life as a delivery manager. We'll talk about strategy, tactics, things to do, not to do, and wrap all that up in a way which makes sense. This is an attempt at a daily series of podcasts which are released across wherever you get your podcasts from, and an occasional YouTube video version with bonus content, should you want that. If you want to get in touch or get involved with the podcast, or maybe even be a sponsor, get in touch via Twitter at DM underscore daily, or check out the blog, mariosblog.co.uk. My God, these podcasts are becoming more few and far between, right? Um, I thought I'd record one. I've got a few things on my mind, so let's talk about them in this episode of the Delivery Manager Daily. I'm your host, Mario De Cristofano. Thanks for listening. There's two things I want to talk about, uh, and I'm not sure yet as I'm recording this whether I'm just going to talk through them and split them up into different podcasts or, or kind of sort of bundle them all in one. They're not entirely related. Um, I've been reflecting over my last 36 months in terms of the projects that I've worked on, the problems that I've seen, and really retrospected myself, understanding both what I do, what I do well, um, and I've talked about doing this in, in other episodes, so so check that out if you want to get a bit of an insight on how to kind of increase your own performance. Um, and I'm quite critical of what I do and trying to understand where I can improve. But broadly, I think I've got to that point on the on the balance of experience and age where I'm pretty confident in saying that regardless of the project or the client, there are just some things that I see again and again and again that have nothing to do with all the usual things that I talk about in terms of agile or agile delivery. And I really want to spell them out because it's frustrating when you see the same things happening again and again. And I've been talking to a few colleagues and peers and the biggest issue I think are people and I'm not sure that's a surprise but every project has far too many people involved in doing a thing and what it does is it breaks or stretches the processes or the frameworks that you implement beyond capacity and you spend more time creating structures to enable and facilitate communication which never really works and fails exponentially with the more people you add to the project. Clients that I work with employ multiple management consultancy firms to do little discrete bits of work. And whilst I understand logistically there'll be some kind of budget or investment consideration um, and process as to why that is with business leaders having their own capex and budget. As a business leader, if you've got projects that you need to do or transformation that you need to complete... Why are we knowing that we have all this empirical data over the last 20, 30 years of why projects fail? Um, Why aren't we making changes within the organisation if if you're a leader in the organisation? Why are you employing so many management consultancy firms to do discrete pieces of work when what you actually could do is cut everything back, focus on an outcome, articulate it, set a mission and then slowly introduce people but only just enough to do the thing. Fewer people with more accountability and control really will revolutionise how projects are developed. Over the past three to five years if I'm being absolutely frank I don't know anyone that said to me oh yeah the project's been absolutely seamless end to end we were on time well within budget in fact we finished early everyone was happy morale was great it was just the perfect project. I don't know anyone that's ever gone through that. And I'm constantly trying to drill and drill into some of the core reasons. And when I talk to clients, you know, certainly when we're doing really complex transformational type stuff, 
it's starting to get to a point where I'm a little bit sick of talking about Agile and I'm a little bit sick of talking about ways of working and I'm a little bit sick of talking about target operating models. Instead, it would be really, really valuable to just focus on some kind of key hierarchy and people uh, sort of decisions and have those conversations to try and remedy it from that perspective. Yet we still, certainly in public sector, I guess, seem to it's almost accepted an, an accepted anti-pattern of behavior of project behavior to just go along because we've got investment um targets to reach or it's just the way it's always been done and i know there's podcasts and podcasts and youtube channels and people on social media just talking about this and i don't think i'm i'm saying anything new but i've come to a bit of an awakening that i'm not sure when I go into a client site or a project that I'm really, I'm really geared up at the minute to, to to kind of wax lyrical anymore about agile or efficiency because it's just borderline easy and common sense. Um, what I do and what I'm going to try and do for 2022, I wish my computer would stop beeping at me. Um, I'm really going to hold the client accountable, you know, almost a checklist of, um, if the thing that you're asking to do and spending hundreds of thousand pounds on, um, are you clear on what the outcome is and why you're doing it? And are you clear on, you know, as a business, are you ready for this? Are you ready to interface with the management consultancy firm? How many people have you got um, working on your project? I'm getting to a point where I'll tell a client now instead of, yep, you need Nexus or you need to implement Kanban across your teams. I'm more likely to look at the teams and say, there are too many people here. You've got to get rid. And, where you put them, I'm not talking about redundancies or anything. I'm just talking about being a bit tired of trying to get to a goal or an outcome, but you can't because there are so many people involved and everyone has their own agendas and ideas and things. And I just think that it breaks. The minute you get to too many people, it just breaks. As human beings, we just... On the one hand, I was talking to a colleague about it's in our very DNA to be together, to have that water cooler moment and to, to kind of collaborate in that manner. But it requires so much discipline and I'm just not seeing much evidence of it working in industry at the minute. I'd be really interested to hear what you think about that. Um, it probably does then bring me neatly on to the other thing that I'm thinking about at the minute and I'm running a workshop. Uh, next week uh, to talk about repeatable processes and to increase efficiency through creating repeatable process and I've based my um, my kind of time saving shtick in part on creating repeatable elements and I was talking to a colleague uh, just yesterday actually and um, they're doing a bid for a client and they've started completely from scratch in terms of the message that they want to convey to the client. They've started with a brand new deck and they're pulling in various assets and collateral and bits of branding and cut and pasted text. And it, outside of the, the, the subject of, you know, we all have to spin multiple plates in our lives, thinking about from a high level the message that you're trying to convey to the client and thinking about what can I do now and put some effort in in case I need to do this task again later. I distill everything that I do into small, repeatable, copyable blocks. Everything from um, the way that I run projects to the way that I manage my week and everything in between. And I do that almost like Lego, because once I've got it out my head and into some kind of well repeatable process, I can just deploy it without thinking. And what people often miss 
is the time that you save cognitively to do other stuff. A lot of the time, the physical um, multitasking is somewhat doable. It's the mental capacity that we just don't have as human beings to task switch so um, con con continuously. So what I try and do is get out of my head what I'm doing so it's almost an automatic process and that frees me up to do multiple things at the same time. So in the subject of this um, this proposal, knowing that I'm always involved in bids and knowing that I'm always involved in presentations, I create a set of starting point presentations that are company branded, that have all the repeatable elements that you'd want in a good quality slide deck, appendices, contents pages, um, I create all the iconography that I continuously use any wording that I find myself saying again, like talking about agile or enabling teams or all the kind of project management stuff that I talk about. I have a range of decks that cover that. Written in such a way that they're greenfield too, right? So no, greenfield, is greenfield the right word? Uh, no, no, it's not greenfield, but basically they never go out of date. Evergreen, I know it had green somewhere. They're evergreen decks in terms of the content is written in a way where it doesn't really go out of date, but it's still accurate and, and explicit enough to have value. And then it always gives me this starting point and people will say, well, it hasn't taken you long to do that. But what they're not seeing is in the background, I've probably spent hours over the last six months creating this collateral that I can repeat again and again and again. And what that does is it saves me time and gives a consistency and a brand to my work. In this particular example with slide decks, you can tell a slide deck that I've done or I'd like to think that that was the case or illustrations that I've done because it has that way about it. And it's something that I've consistently done over time. But of course, there's so much more that you can repeat and often it just requires you to put the effort in up front to instead of doing the task again and again and again to think about identifying this is something that I do all the time and how can I weaponize it now so I can continuously deploy it later and I guess this is at the heart of the, the, the thought process behind automation you know I automate a bunch of stuff so I use the automation feature in Slack for example to send out repeatable reminders across the Slack channels that I'm either responsible for or maybe I want to get a message across every day to my teams. Um, but certainly if I look at my own sort of business that I run on the side and the stuff that I do for clients, I regularly go through. So, for example, a client will come to me and want a website and it will be invariably a WordPress website. And there are repeatable things that I do all the time that often take a lot of time and whilst it's satisfying to execute the process manually what I've done is I've turned that into a set of automated processes that I can just click a button and deploy so I'm not suggesting any of this is innovative it's just something I've taken the time to do so with WordPress what I'll do is is configure some hosting space with my upstream provider I'll install uh, WordPress install all the associated updates and all the security um, variables and, and um, plugins and things that are needed to make the site secure um, set up a, a base email address a maintenance address and all that kind of stuff and it takes time to do and you sometimes naysayers I don't want to drift into automation because that's not what this podcast's about but the joke around automation is you know why spend 10 minutes doing something manually when you can spend three days planning how to do it using automation and you know who you are those that, that have that that view but in this case it was a marginal gain to automate that but 
as I get more clients and I do it again and again and again, it's becoming valuable because it takes that cognitive load away from me. The first step in that customer service is I can click a button and deploy the site, bind the domain to it, install all the security updates, and I'm ready to go for the work that I need to do. And I try and do that throughout all my life. And certainly in my job, I regularly look through all the things that I find myself doing anytime, sort of three, four times a week or more. You know, that's a process for making it repeatable in the most efficient way I can think of. I'd be really interested, you know, from a technical perspective, and I've worked on sort of larger scale tech projects, and I know working with sort of um, sort of landing zones and things, the purpose of um, the tools that you have available to you in Azure and AWS is that you have this one-click deploy kind of repeatable um, set of processes for infrastructure deployment and things, and that's obviously something that you can you can do at the, at the technical level. But I'm moving one step back, and what can you do as a, a person to take what you do every day and repeat it or automate it in a way that will save you time? And I reckon that if you sat there with a whiteboard, and this is what we're going to do next week. All the things you do, and I don't mean all the emails that you send to your family and your partner in the morning, or, or although you could you could probably automate that. Um, what are the things that are good targets for automation and or or at least creating a documented repeatable process that you can then give to someone else to do if you needed to? The efficiencies on each individual thing are sometimes a blocker to not do it because you think, well, the work I'm going to put in to try and save time here, it's negligible because it only takes me five minutes to do. But then when you look at how you spend your day and what you don't get done because you're doing all these things, then you start to look at, well, maybe I should look more broadly at all the things I do in a day and see what I can do to repeat. I have colleagues and people that I watch and think half of your day could be configured in such a way where you're just not spending all that time. So I'm absolutely confident that this kind of discussion's uh, worthwhile. And when we talk about efficiencies and going back to the start of this podcast where I was sort of banging on about, you know, removing people. The other thing in terms of being efficient is just thinking about this, thinking about what can you do to make the things that you do every day documented, repeatable processes that anyone could do. Um, it's that notion that is sometimes a little bit uh, sensitive, but I work personally to do myself after, out of a job. Um, as long as you follow that, as far as I'm concerned, you'll always have a, a job, right? Certainly in tech. Um, the days are gone where you put your arms around your technical landscape and portfolio and you hold it tight, close to your bosom, so no one else understands it and no one else can take over from you. Um, I want to do myself out of work so I can move on to the next thing. And everything I do every day is thinking about how can I distill this and commoditize this into such a simple thing that anyone can do. And part of the podcasts that I do and the various lunch and learns and workshops that I'm going to start doing this year are to kind of, to others, it might be kind of secrets or tools to the trade, but I don't think I'm doing anything particularly innovative at all. What I've done is found this little, with experience and age comes, you know, wisdom, I guess. And just, you know, how can I hustle my way through the day without really spending that much effort whilst everyone else thinks I'm pulling 15 hour days every day. So in this very short, more of a moan, whinge, conversational starter than valuable podcast. Sorry about that. Um, we talked about kind of removing people from projects so you don't have this huge army, this swathe of people that all need to be involved in everything, that all need to be communicated to, and all the processes and frameworks that you try and interface over the top are creaking at the screams because the seams because there's just too many people involved in doing something. I'm convinced that no matter how complex the thing is, 
unless you're perfectly and beautifully orchestrating it like an F1 team or an engineering team working at NASA, uh, you've probably got too many people involved in your project and you really should start thinking about removing those. And then we kind of moved on to efficiencies through repeatable activity and looking and auditing your day and you as an individual and thinking about what can you do that you do every day that you waste time on and you get pulled away from and you have to finish it off later and it impacts your day and you don't have time to think about anything else. Can you take that, wrap it up, distill it, document it or automate it so you can get it out of your hair and just click a button to deploy it or do the thing? And you're obviously not going to be able to do that for everything. But I would posit if you go away after listening to this podcast, really think about some of the things that you think you can automate or create a repeatable process about. I'd be really interested to hear what you think and get a little bit of inspiration for my workshop next week. So do get back to me on Twitter. Um, Maybe use the hashtag repeatable um, so I can quickly find your your thoughts and comments. And I know there's loads of stuff online, right? This isn't a new thing, but for me, I'd really appreciate uh, some experts that have listened to, to kind of tell me about what you think about how you create repeatable efficiencies in your day. Uh, Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mario Di Cristofano. Uh, this has been a very quick podcast. It's April. It's not April. It's May the 6th. It's Friday. God, I'm going to go and get a beer. Have a great day. I just want to take this opportunity to let you know that I do have a small web and app company that I run on the side to my day-to-day job. I build websites, small applications, and you can get in touch with me if you want a website built, maybe you want to start a new business or a side hustle, or you need to talk to someone for some advice and not sure where to go. Get in touch with me at creativepixel.me.uk, quote the podcast, DM daily, you'll get a 10% discount on any work that you uh, have done with me. So check it out.